Life Audio. Hello, friends. Welcome to Story Behind Podcast. This is the show for people who love hearing a good story and who believe the world could use more positivity. We're the team behind God Updates and God Too, and we hope these weekly short stories will brighten your day. Dying 27-year-old writes emotional note before I die, then passes away. Written by Mel Johnson. Read by Alyssa Forsberg. Before leaving this world, dying 27-year-old Holly Butcher gave the rest of us some powerful advice in her note before I die. We all know death is inevitable, and yet we don't expect it to come so early for many of us. Holly Butcher, from New South Wales in Australia, certainly falls into the category of too young to die. Doctors gave Holly the terrible news when she was just 26 years old. She suffered from Ewing's sarcoma, a rare form of cancer in and around the bones that mainly affects young people. The news completely blindsided Holly. It's a strange thing to realize and accept your mortality at 26 years young, she wrote in the opening of her Note Before I Die. It's just one of those things you ignore. The days tick by and you just expect they will keep on coming until the unexpected happens. Holly's diagnosis came as a shock to her family as well. The active, vibrant young woman seemed to exude good health. To hear she was living with a ticking time bomb inside of her seemed impossible. She embodied good health. Holly's brother Dean explained. As a dietitian, she ate all the right foods, she exercised regularly, and didn't drink much alcohol. But that's the thing about cancer. It's non-discriminatory. Doctors gave Holly no hope. The stage 4 cancer had already spread to most of her body, and the outlook was grim. Holly could have easily become bitter, but this beautiful young lady swallowed the horrible news with grace. She worked hard to make the most of the time she had left. She didn't let it get the best of her, Dean says. Despite the immense pain she was in, there was always something she looked forward to. Throughout the whole ordeal, she was just so tough and resilient. Holly didn't want to die, but rather than fear it or run from the truth, she surrendered to her fate and made the most of it. I'm 27 now. I don't want to go. I love my life. I am happy. I owe that to my loved ones, but the control is out of my hands, she wrote. It's natural to pray for healing after receiving this type of news, but by the time Holly was 27, it became clear she wouldn't find her healing in this world. And staring death in the face tends to put things into perspective. So, the thoughtful young woman sat down to write a note before I die to all those she was leaving behind. And in it, Holly passed along some wonderful advice for all of us. And though years have passed since Holly penned these words, they hold a timeless truth that's just as relevant today. Here are the key takeaways. Life is a gift. I always imagine myself growing old, wrinkled and gray, most likely caused by the beautiful family, lots of kitties, I planned on building with the love of my life. I want that so bad it hurts. That's the thing about life. It is fragile, precious, and unpredictable, 
and each day is a gift, not a given right. Don't sweat the small stuff. I just want people to stop worrying so much about the small, meaningless stresses in life and try to remember that we all have the same fate after it all, so do what you can to make your time feel worthy and great. Focus on the positives and let go of the rest. Those times you are whining about ridiculous things, just think about someone who is really facing a problem. Be grateful for your minor issue and get over it. It's okay to acknowledge that something is annoying, but try not to carry on about it and negatively affect other people's days. Appreciate and take care of what you do have. I hear people complaining about how terrible work is or about how hard it is to exercise. Be grateful you are physically able to. Appreciate your good health and functioning body, even if it isn't your ideal size. Look after it and embrace how amazing it is. Move it and nourish it with fresh food. Don't obsess over it. Live generously. Give, give, give. It is true that you gain more happiness doing things for others than doing them for yourself. Buy your friends something kind. Use your money on experiences, or at least don't miss out on experiences because you spent all your money on material things. Live in the moment and be present. Try just enjoying and being in moments rather than capturing them through the screen of your phone. Life isn't meant to be lived through a screen, nor is it about getting the perfect photo. Enjoy the bloody moment, people. Stop trying to capture it for everyone else. Don't stay stuck. Remember, if something is making you miserable, you do have the power to change it, in work or love or whatever it may be. Have the guts to change. You don't know how much time you've got on this earth, so don't waste it being miserable. I know that is said all the time, but it couldn't be more true. Holly offers plenty more words of advice, so be sure to check out her full note before I die on her Facebook page. Holly's family shared the powerful letter just after Holly passed away, and her words of wisdom spread like wildfire, with over 150,000 shares. Incredibly, Holly's brother Dean had asked his sister just a few weeks before her death if she had any final wishes. She happily replied, No, I was going to live a simple life. I didn't have big plans. I just wanted to live happily. Those were her exact words because I recorded the conversation so I could listen to her voice afterward, Dean explained. It is therefore incredibly ironic that a woman content with life's simplicities has had such a huge impact. She left us with a powerful message that has resonated with people from all walks of life and from all corners of the globe. That will always be her legacy. We so often lose sight of just how blessed we are for each moment of life. God's mercies are new every morning, and each day is an opportunity to do good. In Holly's honor, let's all make today count. Be sure to share this story to encourage others to appreciate life. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. James 4.14 Frightened Parents Give It to God As Conjoined Twins Are Separated in 10-Hour Surgery Written by Mel Johnson Read by Alyssa Forsberg Addie and Lily Altobelli are conjoined twins that were separated in a risky 10-hour surgery just months after their birth. 
Now, their parents are opening up about trusting God through their terrifying journey. The parents of the conjoined twins that were separated, Maggie and Dom Altabelli, face so much uncertainty with their baby girls. Questions with no sure answers riddled the couple from the moment they learned a shared stomach joined Addie and Lily together. So, Maggie and Dom did the best thing they could do. They surrendered it all to the Lord and relied on God to see them through the entire process. And he did just that. At her 20-week pregnancy checkup, Maggie expected to discover the gender of her baby, singular. But to her surprise, she found out she would give birth to twin girls. However, Maggie was in for a much bigger shock when the ultrasound revealed something her doctors had never seen before. She was carrying conjoined twins. Their little stomachs are connected, her doctor declared. The couple never anticipated a situation like this, but they chose to trust God's plan, even if it looked different from theirs. It was a surprise, and it was very shocking, Maggie said, but we just thought that God gave us these girls for a reason. The couple agreed to have the conjoined twins separated after their birth. This meant leaving their home in Chicago and working with Children's Hospital of Philadelphia since the doctors there had experience in separating conjoined twins. But neither Maggie nor Dom fully comprehended the long and difficult road that lay ahead. First came a battery of tests to see if the separation was even possible. If the baby shared a heart, doctors wouldn't even be able to try. Even once doctors confirmed they could attempt a separation surgery with the conjoined twins, they warned Maggie and Dom Altabelli it would be very risky. They said, yes, this is a favorable situation. It's still a very high-risk delivery and surgery, Maggie recalled. It was terrifying to have no sense of what was going to happen to their baby girls, but Maggie and Dom decided to take it a step at a time and trust God. In fact, they nicknamed their conjoined twins Faith and Hope during the pregnancy. At 34 weeks, Maggie delivered Addie and Lily and Tabelli. And though the birth of the girls overjoyed Maggie and Dom, the conjoined twins immediately began facing complications. Because the girls shared a chest, when Lily, the larger twin, got upset, it created breathing problems for Addie. If Lily got upset, she would control the breathing, Maggie explained. There were times where Addie had coded because she couldn't breathe because Lily would get upset. Before the conjoined twins could be separated, they needed time to grow and receive treatments preparing them for their upcoming surgery. And all Maggie and Dom could really do, aside from loving on their babies, was pray for a positive outcome while allowing the doctors to take over. Not long before the conjoined twins turned one, the day finally arrived to have them separated. And though so many things could go wrong, Maggie and Dom fully surrendered to God's will. It was very surreal, just very emotional. The whole day was very peaceful, and we kind of just gave it to God. And we've done that throughout this whole journey, Maggie Altabelli recalled. We're just so lucky to have surgeons who know what they're doing and really worked hard and cared for our girls like they were their own. The intense procedure took doctors 10 hours to perform, with Maggie and Dom getting updates every two hours. Then, finally, they received word the operation was successful and complete. I just fell to the floor, Maggie said. Everybody was just crying and sobbing. There was so much joy. Addie and Lily Altabelli spent the next two months in the hospital recovering until given the green light for release. At last, the conjoined twins that were separated headed home to Chicago with their parents. We're so happy that they're home. It's just amazing, Maggie said. She went on to explain. I still cry to this day, just seeing the girls sitting in the living room and watching Frozen or any Disney movie. 
because it's just that thing that you always hope for and imagine. And it's really indescribable. I can't describe how amazing it is. The babies continue to receive multiple types of therapy, physical, occupational, and speech. And though they currently use feeding tubes, they are practicing eating on their own. And after enduring and overcoming so many challenges, their futures are bright. This is our journey. It's a very special one in many ways, explained Maggie Altabelli. These girls are going to live long, healthy lives. It's pretty miraculous and unbelievable that we're living this life. Finding peace in the storm isn't easy, but if we can surrender our hearts to God's will, just as we see with these conjoined twins that were separated, there is no situation he can't use for good. Thank you so much for listening to Story Behind Podcast. We're really glad you joined us for this week's story. To see photos and videos that may have been referenced in this episode, check out the links in the show notes. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe to our podcast and please tell a friend about us. We'd also love it if you'd rate us and leave us a review. It really does help more people find us. Story Behind is a Salem Web Network production. The content we feed our minds will eventually show up in our lives. If we feed our minds the lies and confusion of this world, our lives will begin to reflect worldliness. But if we feed our minds the truth of the gospel, our lives will start to reflect the heart and character of Jesus. I'm John Stonge, and each week I host the Dwell on These Things podcast, where we take a deep look at the Word of God and learn what it means to apply it to our lives. We don't skip difficult passages, and we don't gloss over the truth. If you're looking for a show that will put your mind in a better place and help you understand God's Word with more clarity, you can listen to the Dwell on These Things podcast at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.